Yeah. You hear that? We have arrived high above the cityscape of Honolulu. It's that time again. Hey. Remembering Venus, simple feminine wisdom. How's everybody doing today? What's up, Keola? What is up, Nicole? Don, it's another beautiful day, another great episode. We got some exciting things happening. We got a big buzz happening today. There what is. is the buzz? The buzz is my girl, <laughs> my sister. I'm so excited for today's show. Life is good. I hope all of you out there in podcast world are living and loving. Yes, 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 yes. So how's everything been? We've been on a little bit of a break because of uh, the situation, the world situation. But we are back. We've returned and we brought some goodies this uh adventure with, with with you today yeah a little downtime is always good for all of us so hopefully it's served and uh looking forward to today i want to give a quick moment of gratitude for everyone for yes mahalo creator for the land that provides for us for the nature that surrounds us i'm forever the grateful. clouds that bring rain over our city thank you for all of that yep all of it and for my dear sister and dear guest sister. today on the Give show. Give her the big introduction. This is Jasmine Joy. Ooh. Yes, another um, light-filled being here on the show today to talk to us about being a bee guardian. She is my sister who is really, truly helping the cycle of life continue through her um, education and conservation activities that she's doing with kids with um, all sorts of things concerning bees so hi jasmine aloha sister thank you for being here thank you for having me such an honor so you are also a sister of mine through the goddess rising sisterhood we two years ago uh, went on a life-changing journey with 50 other women so if any of you are out there listening right now from the sisterhood we love you and so much of this project is is truly motivated from that that group of women. So, ah, love you, ladies. Yeah, we love all of you. Yeah, Jasmine and I connected here in Hawaii, but had the opportunity to um, be together with those women on the retreat. And it was really um, something I'm sure I'll talk more about in another show, but an opportunity for me um, in my mid-30s, to understand the power of women supporting women and what it is when you hold a space of love and non-judgment for another sister, mother, or daughter. Uh, it really can project your life or change it in a, a whole other way than you think. And so one of the things that Jazz is going to share with us today is how the bees represent that um, same type of sisterhood. Uh, thank you, Kaola. Yeah. How do you? How are you feeling about today's topic? I'm, I'm excited to learn from from Jasmine. Actually, we've been talking a little bit, and it's its own show in itself. I mean, we could talk for hours on bees. We could, right? The bees, for folks that are listening that don't know this, it's the most important species, animal, uh, insect. I don't know what they're. What are they considered? Insects? Yep. Okay, most important insect in the world. So pretty vital um to to us and to me and to you 
in the way that it helps us to eat and live and grow our plants and, and have our existence. So Jasmine, give us a little bit of background on this because people, we don't meet bee people like you, bee, bee keepers, or what is the, what is the term we, we, we call? The, bee the, the scientific term would be apiarist. APRS. Wow. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That sounds like um, I would go to a restaurant and ask for an APR. Can I have an APR? <laughs> to, to, to tell me what my... Uh, so what does an APRS do? What is a specific uh, job? Well, an APRS would be a beekeeper. Mm-hmm. And I consider myself a guardian. I, I'm a pollinator protector. So I'm here to make sure these amazing pollinators that all provide us with labors of love. What I may, what my purpose in life is to is to make sure all their habitats are at their apex of production. Mm-hmm. That's from native flora to even introduce flora that are good for the pollinators. I am a certified school garden educator, so I just started working this year at Hanahaoli School and I'm an after-school enrichment teacher there. So I developed the pollinator program for a third grade level at Hoa Aina Omakaha in 2015. Oh, we love Makaha. Yeah, yeah. And it's right next door to Makaha Elementary. So for two years, I was able to teach about 100 third graders each year. So I established my curriculum and my program there. I, it was it was like a dream come true. It's like the movie, What Dreams May Come, right? Or what, or Field of Dreams, yeah. excuse me, where they say, if you build it, they will come. Yes. Well, there was already a structure built there just waiting for me. Mr. Gigi, also known as Father Gigi, who is the founder of Hoa Aina Omakaha, he is this wonderful, amazing Italian man that many people know of. He's a legend here. That's a 40-year-old nonprofit farm that used to be owned by the Catholic Diocese mm. that was just tumbleweeds, Halekoa. And you go there now, and we have 35-plus-year-old mango trees and monkey po- this beautiful monkey pod tree where I was able to teach the students outside, which I feel is literally there's a, a, a little video I made with my program called Outside of the Box, oh. teaching the kids outside that's of the that's box. That's the classroom. Yeah, and oh, literally outside of the box, like the beehive. You know, mm-hmm. here are these here are these little creatures that that have this beautiful matriarchy inside of this hive, but then they're free to to fly wherever they like to. Oh. So you you were work. I mean, you worked all over the island. Yeah. So there's just a couple of spots that you're mentioning, but how did you actually get in? Like, how did you come across this? Get this? into apiculture. Yeah, there you go. How did you get into it? So I was living on the North Shore f- uh, around 2011, and I started working for this company called Honey Girl Organics. My best friend was working for the company named Haley, and she was one of the first people, and and then she brought me in. So I was still one of the first people, too. There was only like two or three other people that were taught these formulas of how to make this whole product line. And so we had this creamery and it was like our little witchery room and we called it the <laughs> manifesting room. So nobody was allowed to say anything negative in there. It was, a, it was a room of magic and just our good intentions and our good mana. And we would put that into all of the products and clients would even call and say, you know, I just don't like, it just doesn't literally feel good physically, but I feel it energetically and we're like yeah it's working 
<laughs> yeah, that's our great. intention is working. And so I learned how to remove a wild beehive once from the founder of Honey Girl Organics. I, I he was my first guru in the world of apiculture. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2011, the very next year in 2012, I noticed that there was a need for humane bee removal at the time. Exterminators were still killing honeybees. And then, so yeah, I started Bee Leave Hawaii back then. And the, the, that very hive that I rescued with Anthony, I kept up in Pupukea. And then my ex-fiance at the time, I almost married this Hawaiian guy. He, he was a cultural educator at Waimea Valley. And so I was very connected to the whole Waimea Valley, right. Ohana, yeah. and I kept my first beehives there in the estuary. There's a little island when you first come in, right. when you're driving in, and that's where I kept my first two beehives. And there would always be bees swarming above the waterfall, but I would be up in the creamery and they'd call me. I'd be like, I can't leave. And by the time I was Paulhana, they'd be like, oh, they already left. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. But yeah, so North Shore. And, and I like to bring it back to my grandfather of Nicaraguan ancestry, he's still alive, uh, but he was a beekeeper. Wow. And that was one of my earlier oh, memories. Okay. I was maybe four years old and I just thought he looked like an astronaut. He had this white suit on, took me to the bottom of a grassy hill and told me to wait. And he said, no matter what happens, don't be afraid. So you're, you have lineage, you have bee I in do. your kind of in your blood. I do. So it was no accident. I mean, this is all part of your DNA. Yep. Did you hear that message, Keola? Don't be afraid. Keola's still a little mad, listeners, because he got stung last week. I'm sure all of you out there know about this experience. Um, Like many of you probably (laughs) know what a bee sting is, and and this bee was in my house and ended up in my bed. Don't be afraid. Yeah, Yeah. she was letting you know that we were going to be recording this. her existence. (laughs) Yeah. So the colony, so how does it relate to, um, you know, Simple feminine wisdom. How does it, how do you, what are the connections that we have with bees and with, with the way that we live our lives and how you guys are, are um, connected with one another? Well, the matriarchy of their whole system of how they work. There, there is a caste system. There are three bees inside of the hive. Of course, you have the royal highness, the queen bee. Okay. You have all her, what I like to call them as maidens, because everybody refers to them as worker bees, but there's this amazing spiritual author. I can't think of her name right now. Uh, maybe I can think of it later and make a reference for her. But she wrote a book called The Song of Increase. Amazing book. And she... Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. That's okay. So she was a person who showed you that the maidens. Thank you. She was the one who calls them maidens because think about it. You think the the bees would call themselves workers? No. It's it's like a slavery name almost, a slavery (laughs) moniker, like you worker bees, just work, 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 work. Right. But But they truly do it out of a labor of love, right? Yes, yes. They do. So So I like to call them maidens, the worker bees. So we have the maidens and then we have the drones, which are the male bees. And the male bees don't have stingers. And the male bees, their whole life (laughs) purpose is to pass on their genetics. And so I refer to them as kamikaze king bees because the queen bee during her nuptial flight, which is her virgin flight, she will mate up 
to like 20 or more drones. Each drone has 10 million sperm in his semen sac to pass on his genetics, make wow. sure, you know, make sure the probability is high. <laughs> and so if she's mating with like 20 drones, that's 200 million sperm now in her bank to last up to seven years if she can survive that time. She will be laying up so to... So she'll take all those eggs back to the hive where there are worker, a.k.a. maiden bees, mm -hmm. other women yep. bees who are going to support her yep. in the production of the honey and the pollen. Everything. And their whole system, which their you call... You have a word for this, right? When they function all together as a whole... Hive mind. Hive mind. Yes. I love this. Can you explain that, please? Well, yeah, I mean... I, I love, I, the introduction, I was talking about how I've developed the pollinator program and I love teaching kids. I prefer, I love adults, but if I can get to kids first at a third grade level or even younger, I feel like fourth grade, they start to become a little bit jaded and, you know. Yeah, that's a, it's a perfect age group. In fact, we've talked about, um, on the show how this, you know, simple feminine wisdom, we're gearing towards those younger women, but yeah. in order to get to them, we have to educate women who are our own age and we're in our mid thirties. And yeah. a lot of this information has just come to us in our later twenties, early thirties. So we're hoping to, um, add to that group out there. So you like to teach the kids because because they don't have the this mentality of stigmas yet where the stick there's a there's that typical common stigma and I relate it to the one as like don't go in the ocean you're going to get bit by a shark. Like don't go into the garden you're going to get stung by a bee. Right. There's nothing really to be afraid of. Especially if I mean, if you're afraid of something, you're attracting that. You're putting that energy out there. So what I teach the children is that, have you heard of, uh, most of you I'm sure have heard, have you heard of how they say dogs and bees can smell your fear? And most of the kids are like, yeah, yeah. Or, and I go, well, that is true because when we're afraid, we start to sweat. When we sweat, we release pheromones. And that's spelled with the P-H, not at an F. I, I make sure I, I, put it, I put in the, the language arts and the phonics and everything right. spelling. And I let them know that that's how each hive is able to identify itself as a super organism. Its mother, its queen bee in each hive has her own scent, her own um, pheromone scent. I was going to say perfume because that's the reference I make. I say, right. you know how your mom has this perfume scent that nobody else smells like? And they're like, yeah. And I go, that's like the queen bee in every hive. She's got a scent and all of the maidens also have a scent. And when those coincide, then they have the beehive <laughs> mind. Yes. And the beehive mind is the cohesive energy of them all together. Yes. Knowing that each of them have a role in, in Hawaii, we say kuleana. And each of those roles, there's a graduation process through them. So it takes 21 days from the day that the queen lays an egg till the day that that very that that adult bee now choose her way out of the cell. And how does she know that instantly as she is being born as this adult, that she should already clean the cell that she comes out of and the ones around it to help her mother right. lay more eggs. It's that innate intelligence yes. we've talked about on the show before, but this is the innate intelligence within the beehive. And so this is a beautiful example of uh, the ability to function together as one cohesive unit. And I, I feel like this is 
uh, drawing back to the women's group, you know, and how yep. when we support one another as women, there is um, something greater that comes of it. So this beehive mind, um, you were talking about Rudolf Steiner. Steiner. He, he says that you can't look at an individual bee, right? Right. That the bees together as this scent. Super as organism. Super organism is where the, the totality comes. Yeah. And that's also a beautiful example. It's like I wouldn't be able to see one cell in your body. That would be microscopic anyways, right? I wouldn't be able to see one cell and be like, hey, Nicole, hey, Nikki. It, that would be one bee in the, out of the whole colony. So your body is your hive. And inside of it, your body is holding a super organism of cells. Right. And our bodies individually make up a hive that is the, the totality of humanity here on earth. Yes, I all love together. it. All together, you know, we are one hive. And when we start supporting one another in that fashion, um, you know, it's like we're all realizing connected. we're all connected. Then you know what's interesting too is um, the sound, right? Mm-hmm. When, when it's actually on all cylinders and it's actually in harmony yes then when you open up the lid share that with us yeah i i'm also a mentor when it comes to beekeeping and i do one-on-one teaching with student like novice beekeepers and i teach them how important it is to tend to your bees and care for them using all of your senses I'm a very intuitive beekeeper, but I've been doing this for nine years. So it's like I can close my eyes and just listen to a beehive and determine how healthy they are based on their octave of their harmony. If if they sound like, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I pull a frame out, queen, uh, the brood pattern, brood, which, which rhymes with food, B-R-O-O-D, are the bee babies. And so during inspection, that's one of the things bee, beekeepers and guardians do. We pull the frames out and we we are looking at the brood pattern of the queen. And based on her consistency, that will determine her status of health. So Amazing. when you hear that sound and when you see the brood pattern and it's well organized, what does that tell you? The bees are doing good. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That, so that the I'm tribe do- is doing good. Yeah. That I'm doing my part as a guardian, providing them uh, a great little ecosystem and where they are, that, that they have enough food around the farm, that I'm staying on point with IPM, which is integrated pest management, making sure that, you know, there's, I'm controlling the amount of African small hive beetles and, and also the varroa destructor mites, which are our pests here in Hawaii. <laughs> they thrive here because the, I said African small hive beetle. Well, th- they're from the grasslands area below the Sahara Desert. So they thrive over here. It's the same temperate pretty much. Okay. And then the varroa destructor mite, they come from Asia. So they do well here as well. Pretty similar temperate as well. Yeah. So, what, so what happens if you don't see that pattern and you hear another sound? Then I'm a little concerned, meaning maybe the queen's old or there was a freak. What would you hear? If, if, can you give us a demonstration? I would probably open the lid and hear like... Kind of like a loose circuit. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Wow, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would tell you, indicate that the tribe is not in harmony. Yep. And the tribe is consistent not only of the eggs, the babies, but then you have the cleaner bees that mm-hmm. are coming to clean or eat those eggs essentially, right? Uh, 
what are the what are the cleaner bees eating? Not eat the eggs. The cleaner bees are just there might be a little debris around the cells and stuff. They're just making sure they're clear and so the queen could continue laying. And clear because they will be putting like little dosages of royal jelly in there because the first three days when the egg is, you know, it hatches, yeah. it's consuming that royal jelly full of nutrition. Great. So then that's the nurse bee that's giving the nutrition yes, as well? Yes, she secretes it. She has glands that produces it. Amazing. And then you have guard bees. Yeah, so that's the last role. These first four roles are called, you're, you're considered a house bee. Okay. So I'm, I call them maidens. So you're kind of like a little housekeeper maiden in there. Mm -hmm. And the guard bee, when I teach the kids, I say like, you know, if you go to a club, they're like the little bouncers. They're going to check your ID. They're going to frisk you. They're going to sniff you like, oh, what were you doing over there in the field over there? And the thing with the bees is they're so organized and so responsible, like, if there was one bee that was at the end of her life, because off 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 the podcast before we even recording, we were talking about their lifespan is only about six, seven weeks in the hot in this hot time. Yes. So summer, spring, they are working their little butts off. And in that amount of time, one worker bee, one maiden will only make seven drops of honey. Yes. So truly a labor of love. Yeah. Yep. And they are they are they competitive? I mean, do the do they be fouls? I mean, I mean, you got all these these. They're mostly feminine. We are women. Yes. Or, or but there females. are there are what we call robber bees. Okay. So so some people wonder like, wow, how can you have just all these beehives right next to each other, and their little GPS system just registers right into their box and like I said they register to their queen's pheromone but there are times where say it might not even be a colony from my yard my apiary and it might be just a feral one nearby and sometimes based on their their approach and the way that they're it's like they probe the hive pretty much I can tell the difference between a newbie <laughs> I did <laughs> between a, a bee that's about to be a forager and they have what you call uh, flight school and they'll make figure eights in front of the hive and just practice using their wings before they become official foragers. That's Amazing. like, I know they're so adorable around two o'clock. They love doing that. But sometimes I'll notice robber bees come in and they'll start wrestling. The guard bees will literally, it's like WWB, WWFB. <laughs> <laughs> so are they, is that like, are they playing? Or are they fighting? They're I fighting. Mean, they're fighting. They literally are curled up, like trying to sing each other. Protecting okay. their own uh, yeah, own. Uh, so I'm in their own tribe, though, mm -hmm. do they ever, because it seems the way you're describing all these different roles. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking on human terms, like it sounds like, some have like a lesser role, the ones that clean the house, and well, other ones that cycle through. Correct. So they all do they all switch roles, or they just stick to their one. Once they grad, I mean that's their life cycle. They just keep graduating, and then their last role is forager, and then they pass on. Okay, so they go through each step of their their life, yeah. taking on different roles. Yep. So it's like it gets harder and harder. And it's. And they all are, their one goal is to support the queen. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
To, and the, and the queen being, I, I love the analogy of the queen being mother nature. We can yes. all be maidens. We can all be worker bees for this greater mm. humanity that we are all one hive of, right? Which is this mother earth, our mother. Um, and the point of this show really, right, mm-hmm. is the, the reminder that we're given examples in nature of how to live our lives. And the bees protect and serve their environment and that's so beautiful and it the cycle that they go through yeah is um like that of we're taught in yoga and i'm sure you remember this from the women's group but sa ta na ma Mm -hmm. it's you know the cycle of infinity life death rebirth and this is another beautiful example of that wow it It really is you would have to have extreme love to live in a beehive (laughs) right i mean literally you have to give of yourself be selfless, not be jealous. They're feeding the masses. You know, you're feeding, yeah. you're the, and you're there to support one thing. So it's really like a, and, and when it becomes harmonious, the love vibrates at a, at a frequency that makes this sound that tells the beekeeper that there's, you know, it's there. It's and it's creating, vibrating. you know, liquid gold, really, right? It's creating yes, yes. a substance, honey, that can sustain life, um, within itself that's it that's all that you would need and um you were even sharing with me about the um egyptian tombs having honey in them like this goes way back yeah i you were asking me earlier about some cool quotes and this is one that i came up with on my own but honey is the hum of harmony Mm. where how i'm explaining that is like what the way that honey is made, it's the buzz, it's the hum, it's that sacred sound of everything in harmony because the bees collect this nectar from the flowers, bring it back, they share it with the sister, their proboscis connect, and that the next sister regurgitates it into the cell. And that's not it. They have to come keep continuing filling that one cell and then flap their wings over the cells to evaporate the water because it's basically sugar water. And once the water evaporates and they dehydrate that, it becomes more viscous and thicker. And then it's not honey until they cap it, meaning they seal it with beeswax. Amazing. And so if people, that's why I'm so passionate about educating the public and whoever's interested in this whole queendom of bees because they are truly miracle workers. And I like to refer to them as nature's truest light workers. If, if you're not familiar what a light worker is, I like to consider myself a light worker, meaning the light within me is, is shared with, with everything I touch and I am in service to this earth and even connected to the cosmos. And, and I'm just here selflessly yes i there's a balance of self-love like we have to love ourselves so much that the overflow is what we're giving to everybody else yes and that's that's the honey and that's what the bees do so they are my greatest teachers and they're so humbling you know they have that venomous sting yet they're so sweet and they make the sweetest things and so i talk to them I love them. It's amazing. We we are light workers and 
I, I like how you drew that analogy. When you picture yourself, because this might be new to some of the listeners out there, what, what a light worker is, um, you explained it, I think often of rooting down and rising up and then the, you know, being a catalyst for the light through you. Mm. How do you picture it? As a conduit, as a vessel mm -hmm. for like earlier, you were talking about uh, how the hive sounds disconnected, like a broken circuit. It, it's the conduit of electricity and energy surging through from like being connected to the source of all the cosmos, God, whatever you want to call it to Ma Mama Gaia, Pachamama, Mother Earth. So yeah. yeah, rooted and connected. Definitely this, you feel the Kundalini rising, this spiral DNA wrap around your spine and you're you're here in this three-dimensional world but then you understand maybe the fifth dimension and beyond connected to your ancestors kind of connected to the animal spirits i call it my a team it's our it's our ancestors our animal spirits our ascended masters and our angels always guiding yes. and protecting us and there's this invisible realm of metaphysical wisdom that a lot of people that don't consider themselves esoteric or spiritual can't explain, but I, for, I myself have always been okay with the unknown. Like I used to look out my window around eight years old and be connect, uh, like be attracted to Makali'i, which is the Pleiades or the Seven Sisters. And like, I, I don't know why, I thought it was like the Little Dipper and I had no explanation. And it wasn't a, until... I became older and really did the research and looked into it and realized that we all come from the stars, you know? We're all connected. Yeah. We truly are. And there's a, a nice meditation that I wanted you to share with the listeners. It's a sound meditation that you can participate in in order to perhaps root yourself down and rise up um, with, with the essence of the bees. Can you share that with us as we end up here? Sure. It is called Brahmari Pranayama which is the black bee breath in India. They, there's a black bee that is revered and the practice is you have to place your tongue, like the tip of your tongue at the roof of your mouth. You, don't, you do not wanna clench your teeth, but your mouth will be closed. And you can, you can look it up on YouTube. There are videos you can see, but the practice is usually taking your, your thumb placing it, you can do it last so you can still hear me, but you place your pointing finger like where your the nose bridge, where your nose bridge starts, where your eyes are, you rest the rest of your fingers along where your nose meets your face and then your thumb will close your ears. Now what this will do is create the effect of buzzing bees inside of your body, like your body is literally the hive, just as the analogy Nicole and I were talking about. And what this is good for is like, you know, if you have a stressful day and you just really need to ground and like calm your mind down and... It's good. So you do it with both hands, folks. It's like your fingers are on the outer edges of your nose all the way down with the pointer finger being up at the eye and the nose bridge. Mm -hmm. Ears are covered with the thumbs and then the sound would be? You're literally oming, but you don't, it's just a mm. You don't have to start with the om. You can, but start with there, but you'll just end, like I said, okay. loosen your jaw, 
tongue on the roof of your mouth, and then you want to, you can focus your eyes toward your third eye as well. Okay, let's all take a deep breath together and let it out, and then we'll start the the humming. joy if you guys want to check her out you can look on instagram her hashtag is believe hawaii that's b double e l i e v e hawaii and you can also check out her website if you'd like what do you think kaola that's pretty cool you feel calm oh i could do that again it was i can see how that works um the vibration is it's basically creating like a circle it's really fun. In We've done it, yeah, with a group of women head. too. It's yeah. good. It's it mm-hmm. it does create everyone to be on the same wavelength. And if um, if that's just you doing it by yourself, then you're on the wavelength of of the love of the bees. Yeah. Yeah. So much more to talk about bees. So we might have to have Jasmine visit again. I would love. It's her. funny we could do more bee puns because I told you how when you cap c-a-p the honey yes or, or the comb that means it's honey so we can recap right. yeah let's recap <laughs> it later on and recap and um but there's it's fascinating it's a pretty cool topic and pretty um interesting work that you do thank I can you see why thank you so, so much to both of you about it yeah it's my life Mother purpose nature she's just so amazing so she thank is. you for being you know a helper for her and teaching us too Thank you, sister. Yes, well, uh, we'll have to wait for our next episode. What are we going to do the next one? We've been we've been keeping people in the dark. Do we have anything coming up that we we've got a tease few things? Yeah, we've got a few things coming up. Uh, mostly, just keep looking around you. Keep noticing the examples that are set for you in the sky, in the water, and you know your local environment. I know a lot of you of us right now are experiencing these covid times and it's just an opportunity for you to tap more into nature and the things that are around you so take that hour without your phone and and um maybe we'll look forward to sharing a little bit more next time yeah look out for the bees save them i'm gonna look for (laughs) the bees well i hope all of you folks have enjoyed this show um again this is remembering venus simple feminine wisdom with Nicole Don and our special guest, Jasmine Joy. Um, I'm Kyol Akana. Hope all of you have a great day. We'll see you next time. Blessings. Aloha. Aloha.